This is Comic Geek Speak episode 1598, the CGS Best of 2015 Awards Results Show. I'm Brian Chrisman. I'm Adam Murdo. And I'm Chris Everly. And welcome to the show. Yes, in a what's become a time-honored tradition that's been carried on from generation to generation. <laughs> we, <laughs> One way well, of looking Mark, at it. you explain, since, since you were doing the heavy lifting for this event, you and I had nothing to do with it, quite frankly. Speak. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not a dog? You didn't speak inappropriately. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. I mean, it's, in podcasting terms, this show has been going on for a couple of generations, really. So, Oh, uh, yeah, you, yeah. You could say, really. It's Had a new, a new addition not too long ago to mm-hmm. the uh, CGS family. Being passed on from permutation of caste to permutation of caste. This is kind of an intergenerational thing we're doing here now. But it was begun by our ex-producer and show founder, uh, Pete, well, one of the show's founders, Peter J. Rios. Uh, he, it was his idea years ago to have a little awards show here on our podcast to acknowledge uh, the best and brightest of, uh, of comic books uh, within a, a given year. And so we began doing our CGS Best Of shows um, quite some time ago. Um, uh, not well-versed enough in my CGS history to know exactly You know, I should have been prepared. Keep talking, sir. <laughs> Keep talking. You, you, no problem. And so uh, we, uh, on the show, put our heads together and ask the listeners uh, en masse to contribute their heads as well uh, to help us determine uh, which uh, creators, comics, concepts, as individual stories and so forth deserve a bit of recognition from the uh, the year that has recently ended. And uh, so, in um, with an eye toward that, uh, we uh, each, each of us geeks uh, produce our own list of nominees over 16 categories. The listeners uh, sent in their nominees via email, and I sorted through all the different things and people that were nominated and came up with uh, at, at least one, and in some cases more than one, listener's nominee for each category. And uh, put them all together into a slate, posted that slate online, and asked the listeners once again to help us out and vote uh, for uh, which nominee in each of those 16 categories they think best represents the best of comics in the year 2015. And um, it's all boiled down to this episode of this podcast on this particular night. And uh, <laughs> these two stacks of envelopes that uh, my associate Mr. Chrisman and I have in our hands yes. and that uh, Chris would have in his hands if only we could send them to him via Skype. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, we couldn't get the webcam to work. Otherwise, we'd have just allowed you to read a few of these winners from a distance. No need to apologize, my noble friend. Yeah, well, I'm having trouble with, with this searching, so we'll just... It's been quite a while. It's been, been quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I can sort of understand why you decided to leave the tabulation of these results <laughs> behind you, because it's, there is a certain amount of work that goes into it. Um, um, our friend Steve, Pen2K on the forum, suggested that maybe in the future we might want to try uh, setting up a SurveyMonkey account to take care of something. Yeah, this, I mean, but, it's, uh, uh, there's always kind of thoughts for the, for the future. Um, I recused myself from actually even, you know, voting. <laughs> well, just because I didn't feel I really read enough to qualify myself. But, you know, that doesn't mean I won't do it again, but... Uh, there's yeah. always next year. Yeah, there's always there's always this year actually. Yeah, yeah well, Shane. Uh, well, that's true. There's always the year that we're currently <laughs> in. There always next. There's next year's awards. Yes, next year's uh, voting process. Yeah, but uh, Shane didn't uh, nominate anybody this year because, well, for, for the same reason you just cited, because he didn't feel he'd read enough to really right. be able to accurately comment. Uh, but he did at least uh, put in a ballot. Oh, very good. So Shane made his voice heard in some form. So, Excellent. Sorry, I can't be with us tonight, Shane. Um, so, yes, um, but it's all boiled down to this. We now have our winners in hand. But before we get into that, a word from our sponsor. Excellent You look a little confused there at me. Anyway, yeah, this episode of Comic Geek Speak is brought to you by DCBS Discount Comic Book Service. Go to dcbservice.com for all your pre-ordering needs. But, yeah, basically it's when you pre-order from them, first off, any DC, Marvel, Dark Horse, or Image Book is right away 40% off cover price, sometimes half off, sometimes even up to 75% off the cover price. Most of your other books from other publishers have been 20 and 35% off. They often, uh, quite a lot now, offer bundles 
of various comics at a discounted price. Uh, they also have come to, of recent, have a traditionally half-off all-new Marvel and DC trades and hardcovers, all when you pre-order, because it is very important to pre-order your books. We can go on and on about that, but they do a great job. They offer monthly shipping, twice-monthly weekly shipping. They offer bags and boards. Also, often, I get, like, freebies with my books. Like, we're, like, Titan Comics previews. I order so many Titan books, I get that. <laughs> I got, like, like, a couple of, like, there's a Valiant event a while ago. I got a free copy of that in, in my, my box. So, they're, they're very good. Um, check them out. DCBService.com for all your pre-ordering needs. Yep. And they know those needs often before you realize what they are yourself. Yes. They're just that competent. <laughs> and, uh, well, since we're here... Um, let me just uh, quick flip through the banner on the main page of their website. Certainly. Tell the folks what uh, their special discounts are for this month. Uh, first of all, issues number zero and one of Marvel's Civil War II event, you know, which uh, ties in conveniently with the Captain America Civil War movie. Oh, convenience. I'm sure the plots have very little in common, but still, it's just uh, timing is everything. 50% off, both of them. Uh, there's the usual uh, hardcover and trade paperback 50% off deal that you mentioned, Brian. Mm-hmm. That's still in effect this month. Uh, bundles, there's DC Kids Bundles, Marvel Kids Bundles, DC Hanna-Barbera Bundles, um, Valiant Bundle. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of bundles. And there's also a Marvel Relaunch Bundle, uh, 50% off if you buy all of uh, the uh, – uh, well, that month's issues of your favorite Marvel relaunch titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a Vertigo bundle, uh, Renato Jones, the one, number one, uh, the one percent, number one, that's 50 percent off. Scooby Apocalypse, 50 percent off. Uh, May, number one from uh, uh, nuts. <laughs> uh, uh, Gene Ha, yes. Uh, ah, yes. It's from Dark Horse, that's 50 yes. percent off. Uh, the Uniques, <laughs> from our friends Adam and Comfort, who co-hosted our uh, previews episode this month with us. Uh, their graphic novel, Come Together, Volume 1, that's 45% off. Uh, Weavers, number one, which I believe is from Boom Studios, that's uh, 50% off. King's Quest, number one, from Dynamite Entertainment, the King's Feature Syndicate characters, 50% off. Uh, Back to the Future, Citizen Brown, number one, from IDW, <laughs> 50% off. And uh, Comixology purchases, they'd like to remind you, earn you 5% towards your That's DCBS yep. orders. So there you go, dcbservice.com. Excellent, excellent. Pre-audio books and save. Yeah, so, Chris, feel free to jump in at any time. You're actually not here with us to take part in the actual opening of the envelopes. Of course, my friend. The <laughs> first category is uh, the best new superhero character or team of characters introduced in comics in the year 2015. All right. Uh, the field of nominees were as follows. Uh, these are all going to be given in alphabetical order within each category. Uh, Ant-Man Security Solutions, Ant-Man's little team from his uh, Nick Spencer-written Ant-Man series, currently being published by Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps from a Secret Wars tie-in miniseries. Uh, the Front Line from the Image series Secret Identities, written by Jay Ferber. Huck from the, uh, the title character of a Mark Miller series from Image. Sam Wilson as Captain America, and a team called the Ultimates from Marvel Comics. And now, the first envelope. I could probably save myself the trouble of ripping this open because not only do I know what the answer, who the winner is, but I've got a complete list of them on the uh, laptop computer. <laughs> but after, after Panther's epic entry, it happens because of the motion smirk. <laughs> the answer is Huck. 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 Ah. Huck. Kind of a surprise there, but uh, yes, that, that that was the listener's favorite, the, well, the, the, the voter's favorite too, I should say. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he made it onto the ballot as a listener's choice, but uh, and the listeners uh, did support him, and uh, so there he is. He's uh, uh, the, the story of Huck is uh, it's something I picked up uh, literally off the racks at the comic shop. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I didn't even pre-order it because I wasn't sure if I would like to read it, but uh, having previewed it at the comic shop, I decided I was in, and it's up to its fifth issue of six as of um, just this past week, I believe. Uh, it's the story of a character who's basically Superman if he were raised uh, – well, if he didn't have uh, quite the ambitions that uh, that Clark Kent had, if he d- did not make his way to the big city and uh, used his powers for the greater good of all of humanity. He decided to stay in his nice, quiet, sleepy little rural community and uh, uh, do little favors for the, the, the townsfolk thereof, just uh, live his life uh, doing quiet good deeds. And what happens when he's outed? by a member of the media who discovers him and his powers, and he ends up being swept up in this massive, uh, uh, this huge public relations circus, and he's brought to Washington, D.C. to hobnob with politicians. And it's, it's, it's a little Capra-esque, really, but it's, 
It's um, about the most family-friendly and uh, heartwarming thing that uh, Mark Miller has suffered himself to write recently. Okay. So it's, it's well worth people's attention, and I'm kind of glad that the listeners decided to give it their love. All right. By the way, I must um, uh, say I love the calligraphy you did on these uh, envelopes here, <laughs> sir. All oh, right. Thank you. So up next is Best New Villain Our Team. The nominees are Dr. Alpha, BT1, and 000. Also, Darth, also called Triple Zero. Okay, from Darth Vader. Mr. Bloom from Batman. Paper Girls Aliens. And Valeria Von Doom from Runaways Battle World from Secret Wars. And the winner is... I won't do that every Dr. Time. Alpha... Dr. Afra, I'm sorry, BT1N, triple zero from Darth Vader. <laughs> they are... Have you, have you been reading any of the uh, Star Wars comics from Marvel, Brian? I have not. I actually recently got from DCBS a quite a discount of <laughs> Princess Leia number one. It was actually in their specials. For, I got them like $1.39. Mark Wade, mm-hmm. Terry Dotson enjoyed it immensely, the first issue. You may have to track down some of the other ones. But no, I've not been reading the um, Marvel Star Wars books. Mm. Yep. And well, we should mention that uh, – I'm sorry, Mert. Go ahead. I was just going to say that those characters came from the uh, Kieran Gillen-written Darth Vader series, okay. and they are very enjoyable. All right. And Dr. Aphra is essentially a diabolical, almost Indiana Jones character in the Star Wars universe, complete with two enormously creepy and horrifying droids. Like So the, the dark mirror reflection of C-3PO and R2-D2, who, who, a protocol and astromech droids who revel in torture, violence, and general sadism and destruction. And they're used to, to expert effect in that, in that title. Yep. Gillen establishes their voices very well. Yeah. It's, 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 it, 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 exactly as Chris says. They're, they're, they're dark mirror reflections of, uh, of the famous android uh, Greek chorus of the Star Wars movies, C-3PO and R2-D2. And, and Dr. Afra is uh, also, as Chris said, she's like a, a wicked uh, Indiana Jones. She's a rogue archaeologist. Uh, she, when we first meet her, she's trying to rescue the personality program of Triple Zero from an archive someplace uh, where she believes that it deserves to be out there in the battlefield, being used for the purposes for which it was created instead of just being safeguarded someplace. So she's got kind of a skewed ethos, and so she's a perfect foil for Darth Vader. Okay. Well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they won't torture Well, no, hang on a minute. You're reopening up. Don't open it up right away. Oh, that's, that's right. I, I am kind of getting <laughs> yeah. out of myself. Well, I wouldn't have read it right away. Just All right. Saving some time in the ripping <laughs> of paper. Okay, so category number three. And we're already coming apart at the seams here, folks. Uh, best new comic. This would be an ongoing comic series, the first issue of which shipped within the calendar year 2015. And uh, we have four nominees in that category. They are... Paper Girls, Rebels, Star Wars, and the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. The envelope is coming open. This was a bit of a horse race, gentle listeners. But in the end, the winner was... Paper Girls! girls. Brian K. Vaughn, Cliff Chang. I'm I'm reading it. I'm enjoying it quite quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of... You know, 80s references thrown in. Uh, the artwork is gorgeous. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I assume it's going to be an ongoing and not like the We Stand on Guard where I didn't know it was an ongoing and it stopped at issue six. I was like... Yeah, it has been announced as an ongoing oh, series. Oh, good, so good, good. Eventually we will see a continuation. We just don't and know and exactly. again, if you're a child of the 80s... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off no, there. No, I apologize. I'm finished. That's fine. Go ahead, Chris. If you're a child of the 80s, you, you owe it to yourself to read this book because... It borrows lovingly from many of the sort of the pop culture uh, touchstones of, of that era. I mean, obviously, when you read, you think. I mean, it's much darker, but you think of ET, you think of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Brian K. Vaughan who once again can basically take any genre and do something new, exceptional, and make it his own. So, highest recommendation. And I also like in the um, letters column, if you will, it's. Written in the style of, you know, actual, is really not, I don't know how to describe it, Chris. Have you read the, the back issues? It's not the back issues, the back matter of the book? I actually haven't, I must admit. Oh, well, it's, it's like the actual letter carriers writing in, basically, or <laughs> pretending to be letter carriers. I don't, it's, it's really, really, again, the back matter of these, some of these, these books, which like, we missed for so long, mm-hmm. now is like really, really, really an actual nice bonus when you get the actual books, because it's not always in the trades. It's been recreated well, that's one of the one- as a kind of content in and of itself. Yeah. 
that's one of the wonderful things about indie titles today is that because they're creator-owned and they don't have to pay homage and, and step and fetch and scrape uh, to some corporate entity, uh, they can do what they want in their own books. And, and I think that a lot of these creators are sensitive to the fact that people – you know, are on tight budgets, and if you're going to spend three fifty on a comic book, they actually make it worth your while. Yes. Um, and, and that's uh, speaking as both a retailer and a reader, that's enormously appreciated. Yeah. And again, I may have explained it very poorly, but just please check out the bag matter of the books. Oh, now let's go to the best. Oh, one moment before you do. Oh, certainly, sir. I just wanted to point out that. Uh, well, I mentioned it was a horse race. So, you did um, mention it was a horse uh, race. So a tip of the hat to the uh, very near loser and uh, runner-up, uh, which was the Star Wars series. It was. Um, a very close race between those two. Okay. Yes, and I'd also like to mention while we're while I'm giving additional notes here, um, there is no nominee in this uh, contest uh, for the CGS Best of 2015 awards that did not receive at least one vote. Oh, excellent! Nobody went away empty-handed. Nobody was not in the polls. <laughs> Everybody got at least one vote. Very good. All right, up next is Best Limited Series. The nominees are Captain Marvel and the Carol Core. The Fade Out, Secret Wars, and The Valiant. And the winner is... Sorry, oh, you should pre-open these two. It's going to be... Uh, the Fade Out! Mm-hmm. Yes! Help me out here, The Fade Out. Uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips. Oh, my... Is that another one like the criminal-type books? Mm-hmm. I did not know it's that. It's kind of a noir series. Oh, um, okay. Yes, uh, Chris is more qualified just to speak on it than I am, though. Uh Thank you, my esteemed friend and colleague. Uh, that 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 was my nomination. I'm really pleased to hear it won. Uh, Pants, you'd love it. it. It's it's Hollywood noir, mm. post World War II. Oh. Uh, there there's again, it, no one really does stories like this better than Brubaker and Phillips, as you can know from Murder Mansion. Or you mentioned Criminal, Fatal, Incognito, Scene of the Crime, Sleeper. Uh, just one great title after another, and they take it to even an even higher level here. Uh, this is a very intricately plotted story. I'm looking forward to reading it again in one shot. I read it from month to month. Uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 about a, a movie studio in the you know in the golden age of Hollywood, and there's a, a, a one of the one of the starlets of the studio is murdered, and a down on his luck uh, sort of broken down writer. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the classic uh, vices of, of that 40s 50s period. He drinks too much. He smokes too much. He's a World War II veteran who clearly has PTSD issues, and uh, he was very close to this woman. He's trying to, to unravel the mystery of you know, why she was murdered and who did it, and of course that plunged him to the seamy underbelly of the studio he works for, and it's, it's dark history, and it's sorted politics, and it, it's so well done. And every character they use is so clearly delineated. You can, you can imagine these people existing. Uh, and, and it really keeps you guessing and asking a lot of questions. It's 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 a story that so few people could write effectively. And Brubaker, you know, weaves a plot that has so many levels to it. Uh, it's another example of what the comic book medium can achieve. Highest recommendation. So the fade out. All right. Very well said. And you know, it Thanks, just brother. it just uh, did qualify uh, for this category too because the final issue, the twelfth issue, uh, was published on January sixth of this year. <laughs> so, strictly speaking, it shouldn't have qualified, but uh, you know, we let it in as we let in Secret Wars. Okay. Honored. <laughs> you and your rules, Murder. All right, what's up next? Yeah, it's not even my rule. Oh, you, this is our hillies or our beans. Don't forget that. I doesn't make them. I just enforces them. Or I don't, <laughs> as I so choose, and I chose let fade out be in. All right, um... As, and as I mentioned, it did beat out Secret Wars because I think the fact that Secret Wars was nominated in two categories, both uh, limited series and storyline, may have uh, mm-hmm. okay. worked against it to a, some extent there. Um, so the next category will be the best cliffhanger or moment in a comic book story in 2015. Uh, our nominees there, we have two Star Wars-based ones. Uh, the first is from Star Wars number six uh, when Boba Fett reveals to uh, Darth Vader the name of the young pilot who blew up the Death Star. Vader whispers Skywalker and then throws a destructive tantrum. Uh, Then in Darth Vader number six, Vader muses to himself, I have a son. That's the second nominee. Then from Multiversity Guidebook, Empty is Thy Hand, when all the little uh, imps of uh, the uh, little Gotham universe 
uh, kneel before the sinister demonic force, sort of an an anti monitor, if you will. I, there's a much better word than I could choose that I could choose than that. But uh, he's sort of like the leader of the gentry and the big bad of the whole multiversity event. And uh, presumably, we'll see something more of him in DC events to follow. And finally, oh no, not finally. There's two more to come. Uh, the introduction of Alex, the asexual character in Sex Criminals number thirteen, and lastly, the decapitation of Namor in Squadron Supreme number one. The James Robinson written series, spinning out of Secret Wars. Just rip it for goodness sake! Give it a... <laughs> and the slip of paper inside says, "I have a son, Darth Vader number six. Oh. Yeah, you know the fact that there were two. I, I sort of thought that maybe the two different uh, Star Wars Darth Vader moments would have uh, canceled each other out, but uh, not so. The, the uh, the, the voting was split fairly evenly between the two, but this was uh, the clear mathematical winner. <laughs> okay. And, um, uh, yeah, Empty is Thy Hand uh, and the other Star Wars moment were tied for runner-up there. Very good. And, again, we should mention that the the Star Wars titles that Marvel has been producing have just been consistently outstanding. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a testament to the quality of that, you know, two moments from two different titles from that – that franchise it made it in, into the into the nominating roles. Just just outstanding adaptations. I mean, one of the best licensed comics you're going to find on the stands today. All right. Next up is best storyline. The nominee and it's within a series or across multiple series. The nominees are The Dark Side War from Justice League, Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra, Poison from Lazarus, Secret Wars. And Vader Down from the various Star Wars titles. And the winner for best storyline is Secret Wars. Now, I did mention that uh, one of our listeners, uh, Mo, who's actually a photographer over at the London Convention, came to me and said, hey, I want to hear you guys talk about Secret Wars some more. So I'm able to try to plan something in the future more detailed about that. Because I, I read the series... I think I read one or two of the tie-ins. The, there were so many. Yeah, I know. The Kitty Pride and Star-Lord <laughs> one I read. And I think the something about Nowhere that featured the Guardians, I, I read that. Uh, but in, interesting storyline. And, you know, I, I, have, I, I forget so many things I have to read. So I, I need to look, look at it again to get a more informed opinion of whether I consider it the best storyline of what I've read. But clearly the listeners thought it was. Mm-hmm. Now, if Marvel is going to do one of these... Massive, all-encompassing, sprawling, universe-reorganizing stories. I, I think they, they chose a good creative team on a good day uh, to, to get the job done. And uh, so I, I think that the consensus is that uh, well, among the Marvel faithful, that uh, it's, it was a success. I think it's one of the stronger uh, events that Marvel's done in recent years. And I think I speak for many of us that we're all, sometimes we all get kind of exhausted by – the constant stream of multi-part crossover events, but but Hickman was building to this for a lengthy period of oh, time yeah. in the various Avengers mm-hmm. titles. So there really was a sense, if you were following all those books, that there was a real payoff here uh, at the end of it. And he's, it's Isad Ribic was the artist, right? That's Pants? correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the art art was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only imagine what the original art's going to go for from that series, Pansy. <laughs> a- and uh, you know, as a Doctor Doom fan. Uh, and if you're a fan of Doom, you got to read this story because mm-hmm. they do some major things. They sure do. Major, major developments with his character, which is now playing out in the magnificent International Iron Man series, which I'm enjoying mm-hmm. thoroughly by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. So uh, Secret Wars is definitely if, – if you're experiencing crossover fatigue, I would urge you to set that aside and try the series when it comes out uh, in, in, in trade form because it's worth reading. If you're a Molecule Man fan, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's got to be at least one other one of us out there. <laughs> yeah, Doom or Owen Reese. They're both major players in this story. Yeah. Okay. Next category is the best sleeper or surprise hit. You know, a new series that uh, really caught on with uh, readers in a way that uh, you know, surprises them. Hence <laughs> the... Uh, no, mm-hmm. never mind. What are the nominees, sir? The nominees. Well, I'm just saving some time <laughs> Oh, here. my God. Okay, so the nominees in this category are the Airboy miniseries from James Robinson and Greg Hinkle, uh, the new Jason Aaron-written Doctor Strange ongoing, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl by uh, Ryan North and Erica Henderson, and Tom King's The Vision. 
And opening the envelope, I reveal a tie. Uh-oh. The one and only tie in this entire contest. It was Doctor Strange and The Vision. By quite a strong uh, majority over all the other nominees. Yeah, they, they, those two series dominated the voting and, well, came out even in the end. That's an impressive roster of, of nominations. Uh, and I mentioned in a previous episode, I, hadn't, I didn't read The Vision, started reading it until early this year. And uh, if I had started reading it last year, I, I, I'm not sure. You know what? I may have – Airboy may have been supplanted as my nomination. I'm not sure because they're both outstanding, but The Vision is just knocking my socks off. I mean it's – I think it's the best thing Tom King's done yet in his career. It was it, – it's, it's tremendous. It, I, I agree with all of your words of praise, Chris, but uh, – and I'll add to it that it was something of a late entry. I mean I think if uh, yeah. Buzz had had uh, a chance to spread for a little while longer – uh, in just a, a couple more months, actually, it, it might have uh, actually uh, earned the extra vote or two it needed in order to win this category outright. But, you know, it, it had a worthy competitor in, in, in the Doctor Strange series. Best ongoing comic need not have begun publication in 2015. The nominees are Bitch Planet, Lazarus, Saga, and Shield by Mark Wade. And the winner is... Saga. If it wasn't Saga, I was going to say, that's crazy. <laughs> saga it is, yes. We should point out this is the third year in a row Saga has won uh, Best Ongoing Title. Uh, I nominated the first, last two years. This, this past year I nominated Lazarus because I, 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 that book I think is, is equally as compelling and as important as Saga. And I wanted to see it get some love. But I, I'm not disappointed that Saga won because it, – it's one of the two or three, I think, best comics out today. And uh, to echo everything Pants is saying, it's just a magnificent uh, – really, I mean, when you strip away the, the sort of the, the space fantasy elements and, and you know all the colorful worlds and creatures, it's, it's, it's a story about family hmm. and, and a family uh, you know, that's under duress and, and trying to find their way through this intergalactic conflict. But it, but it, but again, this is the skill of Vaughn. He, you have that whole epic context, but at the core of it, it's it's people dealing with issues that you you deal with in the real world if, if you're in a relationship or you have a family and so forth. Uh, and again, I, I just I think Vaughn is is in a class by himself in, in recent years, and, and the output of his work, the the, the vast diversity of, of the titles he's been doing, Ex Machina, Why the Last Man. Saga, now Paper Girls. I don't think anybody touches them. Uh, I, I mean, I think Rucka comes very close with Lazarus, which is also, I think, one of the best books out today. That's why I nominated it. But uh, anything Brian K. Vaughan writes, it's the first thing I read that week. Whatever, what, it doesn't matter what else has come out. If his name is on it, it's the first book I read. And I'm, I've yet to be disappointed. You'd start Plus, as a, as a quick prurient note, Saga is some of the hottest sex scenes you're going to ever see in a comic. So. <laughs> Remember, Chris, sexy Alana is not to be trusted. Yes. <laughs> well, you had started Sorry, Mark, to... go ahead. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, you, you had started to say something about uh, the back matter of Saga? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, just, you know, the letter columns. Hmm. And they run sometimes contests and everything, and just really fun. So if you, you just, there's actually, you know, a mass community out there who write into the, to the, book, the book, and they've had, they've had um, cosplay contests and things. It's, you know, there's a lot of things. In fact, I believe that that is... Actually, only in the books, not in the the trades. Ah, I see. That's it's one of the few series that I do buy in trade. As opposed, and I can to, understand you know, that you, you get a, you get a complete story all in one sitting, as opposed to but you know, pacing it out sometimes. I mean, there were some cliffhangers in this book. I think it might be on like issue eighteen or nineteen, where there was a thing like, "Holy cow! You, my whole world has changed now." If I wish what I thought about this book and How everything. Well, I live through the next thirty days. Yeah, I mean these these, <laughs> these, these, these time jumps and just ugh. Amazing stuff. All right. Murd. All right. And, uh, Chris, let me also mention in passing here that uh, uh, your introduction of Lazarus uh, uh, as a nominee to the voting pool sort of changed the complexion of voting in this category. I mean, uh, the, the, How so? The Saga fans are still there, and they're in force, and they're deeply entrenched, but this was the closest race of, of all in, in this entire awards voting process. Uh, saga beat Lazarus by only one vote. Mm. Wow. Well, that, that's hey, that's that's encouraging because it just again when you have that many good books to choose from, it that's wonderful. That that's just more great stuff out there to read. Um, so that, that, that I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it is certainly good news. All right, now next category was um, 
Uh, well, a very small field. Uh, only two nominees in the category of Best Graphic Album, which uh, can describe either a trade paperback or collection of earlier material or an original graphic novel. The two nominees there were uh, both... Uh, well, well, I shouldn't say that. The Private Eye is actually a collection of uh, something that appeared uh, digital first. Mm-hmm. Um, but so The Private Eye by uh, Brian K. Vaughan and Marcos Martin and uh, the, the uh, Thanos, The Infinity Relativity by Jim Starlin. That was an original graphic novel. And between those two, coming out the winner and the clear winner is The Private Eye. Ah, yes. By Vaughn and Martin. Yes. yes. I, I bought it and read it because I didn't, I didn't read it online. I, I got the hardcover. And again, one of the things, you know, you keep reading it, you don't want to stop, you don't want to stop, you keep reading it, you keep reading it, and it doesn't go where I think it was. it's, it's going to go, and, you know, there's some, obviously, post-apocalyptic involved in it, and just some interesting concepts <laughs> in this book. Yes, Chris has outright urged me to sit down and read this thing sometime. Oh, heard. This book was written for you. I know. This, the, for the technophobes among us, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Those of us who are kind of holdouts as far oh, as Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's all. Oh, my God, I almost forgot all about the, the main, yeah, yeah thrust. The, yeah, yeah the, the dark side of social media. Yes, yes, yes. yes the and then once world. again, it's Brian K. Vaughn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It is indeed. Amazing. Yep, and uh, it, uh, this was kind of a landslide, actually. Uh, the Thanos, the Infinity Relativity got some votes, but uh, Private Eye got more than twice what it got. So clear winner there. All right. Up next is Best Writer. The nominees are Jonathan Hickman, Brian K. Vaughn, Mark Wade, and G. Willow Wilson. And the winner for Best Writer goes to Mark Wade. Oh, that warms my heart. I mean, let's I love Brian K. Vaughn. Holy crap, do I love Mark Wade stuff as well. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned his Princess Leia limited series? Yes, and I only read the first issue of that. I'm like, I, don't know, I, don't know. I, get... now, I don't know if that was put out in 2015 <laughs> or not. It may have been. It was. It was, okay. Uh, but, of course, Daredevil, which, you know, which ended. Uh, and I have, been reading, have not been reading S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, well, it's already come to an end. I think it lasted like 12 issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, they relaunched it immediately, of course, with a different creative Of course. Team. And now... Which I haven't received yet in my shipment. He's now on Black Widow with, with Chris Somney, the, the Daredevil team. Oh, just Archie. Or oh, oh, I, I forgot about Archie. But I went on last time. Oh, sorry, I'm yelling. People, forgive me. But yeah, ah, Archie. I love Archie the book. Good God Almighty. Oh, Archie. Archie's immensely fun. Oh immensely. my God. Yeah, he's with Fiona Staples. I mean, he's he's turning in a lot of good work with a lot of good collaborators this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it pleases me to to no end. Someone who I've admired for. 25 years in writing and I've got to meet and have a few conversations with and actually, you know, for the show briefly, we did the book of the month on the return of uh, Barry Allen, which I loved. I'm so happy he's still out working and writing things that I enjoy, not just superheroes, but he's, like, he, he's got different talents. It's, it's, well, that's, that's kind of a good writer. They can, they can write all kinds of things. Right. And yeah, like Mr. Vaughn or like Brian Wood, another one of Chris's yes. favorites, he, he's demonstrated his versatility time and time again. Indeed. Yeah, it, it, there's, there's so few books that, or so, so few creators that I, I, I'm drawn to, and Mark Way and Brian K. Vaughn are two of them right there. Excellent stuff. So, very good. Very, very good voters. Thank you. <laughs> the Mark Wade renaissance has officially begun. <laughs> All right, and following hot on the heels of the best writer category, we have best artist, you know, i.e. penciler of comics of 2015. The nominees there are Mike Allred, Salvador La Roca, Esad Ribich, Fiona Staples, and Babs Tarr. Hmm, let's see where this one goes. Teasing, open the envelope there. <laughs> and the winner is Salvador La Roca. Ah, ah Vader. Yes, if we if, if one of the categories in these awards were most improved of 2015, I think uh, Salvi La Roca would have received a nomination from me because you know, Chris and I are agreed here. This, the work he's turning in on Darth Vader is the best La Roca we've ever seen, like going back Absolutely. to the 90s when his career was taking off. There's no denying what, what the work he's turning on Darth Vader. Uh, again, I, I've said since Al Williamson, I've never seen a more impressive uh, Vader captured in comics. It's it's just stunning. It, it's it's there's a grandeur and a dark beauty to the way he, he captures the character. All right. Up next is best writer slash artist, someone who does both. The nominees the nominees are Ed Piscor, Walt Simonson, and Tom Zoller. And the winner is Walt Simonson, that newcomer. 
<laughs> I guess mainly for Ragnarok. Uh, yes, yes, his uh, Ragnarok but series from IDW. I'm kind of surprised I didn't see a nominee from uh, Terry Moore in there. Um, or nomination of Terry Moore, I should say. Yeah, I, he got a couple of nominations from... In the uh, initial process. Well, yeah, but, from the listeners, but he didn't have quite enough to, to okay. earn the listeners' nominee spot. Okay, because uh, I'm loving Rachel Rising, which is coming to an end. I just listened to the last issue, issue 42, and the most recent previews uh, that came out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Terry Moore is one of my favorite mm-hmm. artists. Yeah. Well, to see, the listeners' favorite by far was Walt Simons. Obviously, so. Okay. Yeah, well, in the nomination process as in the actual voting. So. Gotcha. All right, and from writer-artist on to Best Inker. And this may well be the last Best Inker award we give away as a part of these awards because it's been observed it's something of a dying art, and we have – and the listeners have shown time and time again we don't know exactly what to do to evaluate the work of an inker. So this may be the last time we actually give out an award That's for a shame. that. Well, we'll think of some other category to take its place, but uh, so there'll still be sixteen categories next year. But I think we'll probably just fold Inker into. Like, well, a, again, that's part of that's that's your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't make these decisions unilaterally. I'll, I'll put it before the board. Before there's a board, I'll make one. Two by four, <laughs> I will make it. Uh, let's keep this going here before I lose right. interest. Okay, <laughs> don't, well, we don't want that. Uh, sorry, that was very rude of me. I'm terribly sorry. Best Inker of 2015. <laughs> Okay, so we've got Tyler Boss. <laughs> Sorry. Michael Lark. Salvador La Roca again. Again. Danny Miki. And Steve Scross. And the winner for Best Inker on this piece of paper I've already taken out of the envelope. It's Michael Lark. Michael yes. Lark, excellent. Michael Lark, artist of uh, Ed, uh, Greg Rucka's Lazarus. Yes, and he also did a lot of work on Daredevil in the past, as I recall, with. Um Bendis. Uh-huh. He's, he's done a few projects that have kind of an uh, old-timey feel to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, his work, on, his work on Gotham Central is stunning. Oh, oh of course, Gotham uh, Central, yes. Yeah, I've just read up to the point where that series begins, actually. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I, I never really bought any issues of that anyway, but uh, it's something that I would like to try reading in trade. Oh, Mert, it's, it's – for me, it's one of my all-time favorite DC series yeah. in terms of finite series. Mm. And uh, again, his – Lark is the penciler and inker of Lazarus, and I think on that book he's doing the work of his career essentially. So I want to make sure he got in there somewhere. So, well, so he did for best inker. Although I will say that uh, Salvi Larocca once again was uh, was snapping at his heels. <laughs> yeah, or Lark just edged him out. All right. Up next is best color artist. The nominees are Laura Allred, Fiona Staples. Christian Ward, and Matt Wilson. And the Best Color Artist Award goes to Fiona Staples from Saga. He did, like, everything on Saga. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, worked digitally, of course, which is, which is a shame because I've seen a lot of people in the original art form say, oh, I went Saga stuff. Well, you know, it's not, it's not, doesn't exist originally in the, I mean, we can go on and on about Saga, right, Chris? I mean, good God. We sure could. Absolutely. But yes, you're right. Fiona Staples does do just about everything visually on that book, and uh, readers love everything she does. Yes. Excellent. Another thing that she does is letter, which brings us to the best uh-huh. lettering category. Captain Segway. Very good. <laughs> I, I can get pretty creative there. <laughs> so, yes, best letterer of 2015. Uh, the nominees there, Joe Caramagna, Clayton Cowles, the uh, redoubtable Todd Klein. Ah, uh, yes. And... Fiona Staples, nominated once again for her work on Saga. I want to emphasize, though, based on my understanding, and some of the forms can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe she only letters the narrative voice of the child in Saga, not the rest of the dialogue. But I, just, I nominated that because I just found the, the the sort of the language she chose, for lack of a better term, for that child to be so compelling in terms of the lettering form. For Hazel, you mean, right? Yes, oh, yes. Right, right. All right, the... Uh... Sort of flashback narration. And who should be the winner here but Fiona, Fiona Staples? Staples. <laughs> that. Clearly the listeners uh, have uh, agreed with your reasoning there, Chris. Honored. Yep, Ms. Staples was uh, the, the, the definite winner in that category. Um, she was actually uh, pursued pretty tightly by Laura Allred in the colorist category. But uh, for lettering, this is uh, yeah, she was far and away the, the listener's favorite. Okay. And that brings us down to our last category of the evening. I hold in my hand the last envelope. This time I will provide a drum roll. 
All right, this category is Breakthrough Talent of 2015, and the nominees are Greg Hinkle, Tom King again. He keeps breaking through, apparently, every year. Uh, Team Squirrel Girl and Chip Zdarsky. And the winner is Tom King again. He keeps, he keeps breaking out. Wow. I mean, Vision, Omega Men, Sheriff of Babylon. Mm -hmm. And Grayson, of course. Grayson, of course. Which was how he broke through the first time. That's correct. <laughs> that guy, for the second year in a row, he won this award. I mean, this, it, it's been contested, actually, that he shouldn't be allowed. Well, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> again, I, always another ceiling. I, I love watching the discussions on the forums about, about our awards because it's like, I just sit back it's like, I don't got nothing to do with this. You guys yapping to, but yeah, there's, leave it but to me to put out the fires. I know, sure. but there's, there, you know, there's excellent <laughs> discussion points. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, yes, this is our this is our beans, but also it's also about what the listeners Absolutely, want. Absolutely, yes. We're, we're you not, know, we're, 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 we're not unreasonable here, but we're oh, I'm unre unreasonable, but we're listening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, it's everything you say is is heard and considered and weighed and, and we kept in the storage for use in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we appreciate what you listeners have to say about this process, and we're glad that you care enough to you know, we'll bring up issues such as that. Yes, and continue to vote. Mm -hmm. Yes, and th thank you all for the voter turnout, which you know, the, the number of votes we received uh, exceeded the number of uh, nomination emails we received. That's good. So the ball just kept rolling, and uh, the number of participants increased, and thanks everyone for taking the time to help us honor uh, those uh, comics professionals, characters, stories that helped keep us entertained and out of trouble during the year 2015. Out of trouble. <laughs> so begin. So ends our look back in anger. <laughs> wow! Wow! All right. So everyone who won these meaningless awards, congratulations, and start popping the corks. All right. Well, as we record this episode, it's actually Friday, uh, March eighteenth, which happens to be uh, the D Day, as in Daredevil Day, release uh. on Netflix season two. I managed to sneak in. The first episode, actually got from, going from work, went right, right to the you know, Netflix and came here. Uh, so I watched the premiere of se uh, season two, and it, you know, it just delivers, again, you know, the dark underbelly of New York City. Uh, we, I'm sure it's no surprise that the Punisher is introduced. Uh, just a, a cliffhanger already in the first episode. Um, I could look at Karen Page all day long. My goodness. <laughs> my Goodness, Foggy is is back, and he's just—I don't know—he's just not as wimpy as, as as I thought he you know was or, or could be. But he's just kudos all around. So still, I'm still getting surprised. You get to see Turk again. Ah, uh, pants! I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait. Now I'm off tomorrow on Saturday. I'm not sure I'll be able to watch another twelve episodes. I'm going to watch a whole hell of a lot of them. Because, you know, again, I said this in the last episode, we're going to be getting snow pretty soon. We're getting snow on Sunday, the first day of spring. We, we might get up to six inches of snow. That many? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, granted, elsewhere, like, Canada's going, I get that in my sleep. I get that. <laughs> but for us, you know, here, you know, I don't like snow. But anyway, I like Daredevil, Netflix. Season. And they also did, I don't have it in front of me, but they also did some announcements on Luke Cage, the series about, I think there's like a logo and more information on that coming out, so... Well, Pants, once I watch Daredevil, you know, at least you and I can discuss it uh, in more detail on the show. Yeah. Because um, Murd still has to finish season one. Yeah, my, oh! my first D-Day has not yet come. I'm still oh. waiting for that season one DVD release. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't have Netflix. Well, didn't somebody help you out with a little... Well, Chris allowed me to watch the first two episodes at his home um, last year's free comic book day, and to, for, for which I am very grateful to him. But uh, I have yet to watch beyond that because I, I am unable to do so. Hmm. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, just good, good. So you haven't seen Jessica Jones in either, I'm going to assume. Nope. Oh, boy. Well, you know, so hey. Mer Mer I'm sorry, Pants, go ahead. I was going to say, well, you know, um, there's only so many hours in the day, and I, I understand that, you know, we all have life. I just okay. love, I mean, I did some binge-watching before this was something else, so now it's like, now i got to watch Daredevil again. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> just cancel all your appointments. Well, yeah, I got, I got, I said before, I got nothing going on. I mean, I got absolutely nothing going on. I could sit in front of TV for, like, the rest of my life if I wanted to, and I'd be a happy man. <laughs> Murr, now your TV is too old to accommodate a Netflix streaming, correct? That is correct. It's nearly as okay. old as I am. 
Holy cow. Yeah, it was my grandmother's, but it's been in my family for three decades now, and I, I absolutely refuse. Do you have to get up and go change the channel manually? <laughs> it's not quite that old. No, it's well, you're a, pretty old, Nice God's big, sake. chunky remote control. You were thing. born in the 70s? Yeah, I was. I know you were. That's why I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I refuse to get rid of it until it dies a natural death. Oh, that, that's, that's nice. <laughs> but I do suffer for that. Although uh, Matt actually gave me a, an inexpensive Blu-ray player uh, as a birthday present. Oh. It, I believe that uh, it does have streaming <laughs> video capabilities. Okay. Oh, yeah, then you, you can get Netflix through that. Uh, well, I could if I could get it to work with my TV. I when I'm, oh, right. I'm not sure that it will. But uh, oh, I can take it to Stone Harbor, and maybe I can uh, do Netflix things there during the summer. <laughs> Netflix things, yes. Netflix things. You make it sound so sorted. <laughs> Once you get started, depends on you'll what the never is. stop. Yeah, I'll stop when I have to come home at the end of the summer. That's true. Uh, a couple of the little follow-ups on the, a couple of the things we talked about recently. Okay. Uh, it's amazing what, what people pick up on when we talk on the show because I try not to, to say things stupid or idiotic, but I, I still put my foot in my mouth every now and then. I was mentioned about the size of the U.K. money, the, the pound notes, how, uh-huh. the different size notes. Well, I, I got a, a very polite, because they're very polite, a very polite um, actually um, WhatsApp message from one of the promoters of the London show saying, hey, you know, the signs are different to help out the blind tell the bills apart. (laughs) Well, now, don't I feel like a bunch of shit for saying that? Uh, But anyway, now now again, he could be, (laughs) I hope he's not, he's been known to wind me up in the past and, you know, say things that aren't necessarily true to get me all wound up, but I think that probably is is a true statement there. Uh, So, so, again, that explains that. Um, I did, because I, I couldn't not have it. I picked up a reader copy of Detective 359. So I am going to get rid of my 8.0 at some point. Oh, right. So All right, So I, I have the run, and actually misspoke. I actually only have the 261 present for my detective run. I don't have 260. But, uh, uh, so you've still got some work ahead of you. <laughs> well, it's like, again, I don't know when to stop. When, how far I'm going to keep going back. I mean, I do have other issues before. 261, you know, I go back, I think I have like 198 possibly for Detective, but I can't keep going back. Rear copies, even rear copies get expensive. Hmm. Oh, that's not what it's called. Uh, now, also today, and oh, man, I wish I could be there with everybody else who's, who I see on Facebook posting and tweeting out there. C2E2 is happening this weekend out in Chicago. Oh, yes. Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. This is one of the conventions. It's, it's run by Reed. Yes, it's a, it's a big, you know, corporate convention, but I very much enjoy it. It's easy for me, easy for me. Easy to get to than other big cons. I get direct flight out of Philly to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I, I get the, the, the L train into uh, South Loop area to get a hotel. I can walk back and forth. We, we, we usually at the same hotel we did. We, yeah. About a 15-minute walk to McCormick Place. And just everybody seems to be there, and I wish I was there. I, I just couldn't swing it this year. Because it fell the week before Easter, and at the store, it's very busy time right now. Oh, and right, they, parents filling their Easter baskets, yeah, and they, their they, kids' they, Easter baskets. And I, I just had two weeks off in February. It's like I couldn't take it off again, but I, I want to go back again next year. I, I, I love that convention very much. Um, I haven't really seen too much news come out of so far. I'm sure we will after the convention's over. There's been some, I guess, I guess Diamond had a retail summit in the morning. Uh, like a breakfast, and we're talking about some new releases. Um, there's, um, it looks like Mary Jane is going to get uh, spider armor in an upcoming show, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, oh is it this, this the same uh, spider armor introduced in Web of Spider-Man number 100? <laughs> no, it, 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 at a quick glance, it's an Alex Ross cover. At a quick glance, it looks like the Iron Spider. Isn't she going out with uh, Tony Stark? Uh, yeah, yeah, Chris, isn't well, she in the uh, International she, Iron she, Man? Yes, she's she's been hired by Tony. I'd actually just read issue seven today. She's been hired by Tony to help manage his life, essentially. Okay. For example, Tony shows up to her job interview 40 minutes late, thereby proving why he needs her to uh, sort of organize his life and keep him on task. And, that, and Ben is having a lot of fun, uh, you know, with mixing sort of Mary Jane's sort of brash, you know, no nonsense attitude with Tony. And uh, it, it, what I've read so far is, is really well done and very entertaining. So, but there's, there's, I mean, there's no romantic relationship between them oh, at this okay. point. Um, so I don't know if that's what they're going to ha- bring that in down the road. But uh, I love the way they're using her character uh, in, in Invincible Iron Man. It's very interesting. Let's see. On, on the convention circuit, you know, I, I just 
saw something that makes me go, oh, geez, I might have to, I might have to actually go to this convention. Uh, have you guys heard of AwesomeCon in Washington? Yes. yes. Well, it's happening, I think, it looks like June 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And on Sunday only, Peter Capaldi is going to be there. <laughs> it's like, oh. Is this a doctor you haven't met yet? It, it is a doctor I haven't met yet. He's the most current incarnation of the doctor. And, uh, you know, I, he's been to the U.S. before. I was in uh, Comic-Con last year at, at a panel and so forth. But it's like, oh, and they're doing the traditional photo ops and autographs. And you have to have, like, a VIP. Or you don't have to, but if you have a VIP, VIP pass, you can get to front of the line. It's like, oh, I don't know. Do I want to do that? Do I want to do that? Do I, want... I mean, I want to do that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I guess the question is, should I do it? But so, oh. I love going to con. I mean, I'm already looking forward to going to Heroes Con in, in, uh, later on. Later on in June, I think two weeks after that, mm. three weeks, two or three weeks after. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's any later than two. But, but yeah, pretty close to Awesome Con. Yes. Any other stuff to bring up? That's enough about me. Talk about you guys. Uh, I don't think I have anything comic related oh, to goodness. say on my end. I'd... <laughs> oh, Chris, how's the sale going at Wild Pig Comic? Oh, he's in the middle of the sale uh, going on right now. We just we started it. Uh... This you know this past Tuesday, uh, so far it's it's generating you know additional. I mean this is a, I mean as you come out of the winter, it's a transitional period, it's a slower time for retailing, right? And we just we needed to generate extra revenue, and uh, it's doing that. I mean I, I expect it to pick up even more over the weekend, for example. And I, I should sp- mention by the way, I, I misspoke in the last promo spot for the sale actually runs through March twenty sixth, not March thirty first. So ah, okay. The last day of the sale is uh, March twenty sixth. For those who missed that, again it's twenty five percent off. All of our comic-related items in the store, that means uh, are used in new trades, our back issues, including our 50-cent comics. Yes, they're 25% off. Toon tumblers, pop figures, comic magazines, and also all our board games are 25% off. So we price everything very reasonably when it comes to our back issues. I've already had some people come in the shop who are CGS listeners. Uh, I always love to meet listeners when they come in. I'm terrible with names, and I apologize for that, but... Uh, it's it's such a it's a real pleasure when, when people make the effort to come to the shop, especially if they're listeners of the show. So I always really want to thank people for that. So again, if if you if you haven't stopped by the shop and, and you're in the region, uh, please do because you're not going to be disappointed. Fourteen South Michigan Avenue, Kenilworth, New Jersey. WildPigComics.com. WildPig at WildPigComics.com is also their email address. Correct, sir. Correct. Thank you very much. Um, Trying to do whatever I can't help you out here, Chris. You're, you're, you're good people. Thanks, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I can also tease this because we have this. I, I sometimes hate to talk about things that haven't happened yet because they may not happen. But I think we can make this work. And that we had this discussion recently about you know grading comics. And actually, somebody actually posted on our Facebook page about you know what should I get graded. And I gave him the. Or, hey, I asked what, what it costs, so I sent him the link for the the fees through CGC grading. But um, I have some Silver Age books, and I'm, you know, I'm probably going to get them graded at some point. But Chris has agreed to at some point we're going to do an actual video, a tutorial, if you will, on grading comics. We'll put it on our YouTube site once we get that up and running. But I'm excited about that because, like I said, as long as I'm reading comics, I should know how to grade things, and I don't. And Chris has been doing this for a long time, and I trust him. And uh, so we're going to get a, a tutorial, if you will, for the, for the uh, YouTube channel. I think there's well, an audience for that, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, again, I'm not a, a grader on the level of someone who works for CGC, but I've been doing it long enough that I can certainly give you a, a good general tutorial and make, and make a lot of suggestions. And again, we'll also have the Overstreet Grading Guide handy, which uh-huh. is an invaluable tool yes. when it comes to terminology and, and, and how to differentiate between the various uh, grades and so forth. So that'll be a lot of fun. Super, super, super looking forward to it. So that's sort of a bit of a tease what's coming up, hopefully, all things being equal. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I'm just staring at you. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. He's, <laughs> well, he's, he's Murd, how can not? He's so hypnotic in his beauty. I, oh, I mean. stop it. Stop it. I'm hideous. I, I, oh, no. I was looking at my hair today because I was testing out Skype earlier, the video, and I said, well, let me just, because I had it on my phone. And I'm running over off the top of my head. Oh my! I'm losing my hair in many places. I didn't know I was losing my hair. Why do you guys tell me I'm like going bald all over this place here? For God's sake, just shave it off. We trusted you to observe this for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alone, and no one's at home to tell me that I look, you know, 
that I got spot splotches in it. Ugh. Um, Pants, I think you're as uh, oh stop it, stop it, no, no, stop no, 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 wait, wait, well, come on now, we got, we got to salvage after you've insulted all the blind people in the United Kingdom. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, we got to salvage some some element of your persona here. So he's oh. got his head in his hands, ladies and gentlemen. Can we wrap this up before? <sighs> well, I'll give you a piece of happy news, then, Brian. Oh yes, <laughs> at Murdo's Christmas Barn, we're going to be carrying new Doctor Who items this year. Really? Oh, I, what, right. what do you got? Ah, uh, well, we're going to have a two-pack of ornaments shaped like the Eleventh Doctor and the Sonic Screwdriver, and an adipose. <laughs> oh, nice! Ooh, and a glass weeping angel. Ooh, or, you know, added you, creep factor. You, but you don't, don't blink. Oh, heck no! <laughs> you get the reference? Uh, yes, I do. I, oh, sweet! I, I know what a weeping angel is. They're, they're terrifying. They, they sure are. If, if, if you stop looking at them for so much as a split second when you close your eyes, they can speed across the room and get you. And they don't actually kill you. They just send you back in time and then feed off of the chronal energy that you're vacating your current spot in the timeline. Oh, my God. I love what you're talking about right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. We even had the opportunity to order a treetop angel that was a weeping angel. But my parents would not let me buy it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Kick some dirt on their shoes for that. Good for you. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, there you go. New, fun new Doctor Who happenings. And I've already got Danny and Bill down for one of everything. <laughs> oh, that warms the cockles of my heart. Well, Murd, I can assure you we're going to make another uh, sojourn, another pilgrimage to uh, the Christmas barn uh, come next holiday season. We all really enjoyed that. Well, I hope you so. do, Chris. I'm very glad to hear that even your kids were impressed by the place. They sure were. Because they're they, they, they so. are as much of our target audience as anyone. That was a lot of fun. Oh, is, there, is there anything else to bring up on this uh, while we have everybody here? Yeah, probably. Not everybody here. I mean, everyone's not here. But... I'm still getting used to me behind the chair here and just discussing things. I'm still not. Pants, I'm, I'm just enjoying watching you gyrate and gesticulate. <laughs> well, thank God you're the only one. Well, I mean, of course, you can see me live in the flesh, bird. I, I mean... don't count. <laughs> of course you count. I'm a non entity. Oh, Everyone knows that. Oh, nonsense, my friend. <sighs> oh, uh, uh, anybody uh, jazzed to go see the Batman v Superman movie? Jazzed isn't quite the right word. But, okay, um, me I'm, neither, but I will go see it. Yeah, the, the, the anticipation is building. I've been seeing the commercials. They're not, I haven't. not inspiring hope <laughs> and faith in me, but uh, uh, they haven't completely discouraged me either. I want to see what they're going to do. If, if nothing else, it'll be an entertaining train wreck. <laughs> so, well, that's a positive. I think we will definitely do an episode, I think. Now, not just oh, a, yeah. a second, but a whole episode I think this movie will warrant. Ah, okay. Well, I'm sure we Shane, can get Matt to come and talk about it. Shane announced he's going to see it next weekend. I'm going to see it next weekend. Uh, I'm assuming you guys will see it next weekend or I'll see it. Well, again, the IMAX is uh, like a mile from my house, so I'm probably going to go see it in IMAX. <laughs> just take a stroll down there some night. Well, I'm not going to walk down there. It's scary down there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your word for that gladly. No, it's it's fine. I've lived in Reading for thirty. Oh my God, almost almost forty ish years. God, I'm ancient. And now I get the white here on the chin. I gotta get rid of this, this scruffy. The beard looks. This is not a. Why do you tell me this thing looks so awful? Too. You have the nice molded mutton chops there. These things are hideous. Why didn't somebody tell me this? Because we don't see the beard in the same light that you do. Oh God. It doesn't look hideous to me. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm close when I'm looking into the. Pants, all, all uh, jocularity aside, I, I think you look just fine. Oh, mm -hmm. stop it, stop really? it. All right, before I, I go and make a fool for myself even more, please help me tell me the show's over. Okay, the show's <laughs> over. <laughs> and while it lasted, it was brought to you, the listeners, <laughs> see, king of segues here again, by Discount Comic Book Service at dcbservice.com. Go to their website, check out their special deals, pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. It's in your best interest. You can thank us later. Or thank us now. Okay, you will thank us now. All right, if you would like to uh, thank us by email, <laughs> <laughs> our email address is comicgeekspeak at gmail.com. If you'd like to thank us by voicemail, the number is 267-702-6642. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at comicgeekspeak. Visit our Facebook page and like us there. Um, uh, you can visit our website our, at uh, comicgeekspeak.com or go to our forums at thecomicforums.vanillaforums.com to uh, leave feedback on this and many other episodes and join in discussions on various geeky topics. Uh, we'd like to thank everyone who has made monetary donations to the show in the past. We really appreciate it. Couldn't do the show without you. And as always, we are uniting the world's mightiest heroes one listener at a time.
they're going to take away my podcasting license.